I was thinking about some old stories I wanted to share, and then I couldn't remember if I had already shared some of them on this very podcast. Luckily, a, a listener um, had sent me a bunch of transcripts for a bunch of the older episodes of the show. And so a story I wanted to tell about my burglar alarm going off when I was a kid, home alone, uh, I now know I covered back in episode 512, not that long ago. Uh, but instead, today, I'm going to tell a story about Michael Eisner. Uh, from what I can tell, I have not told this story on the podcast before. Your Daily Lex. So roughly a thousand years ago, we were in the process of selling mid-roll. Uh, and mid-roll was an early podcast company, became the first major podcast acquisition. And... Uh, we had retained the services of a banker whose job it was to help you sell the company. And uh, that banker did a great job and had arranged a variety of meetings with a variety of potential acquirers. And, uh, uh, you know, so we were taking uh, meetings in various places, some in New York City, some in Los Angeles. And uh, the mix of companies was interesting. You know, some were internet companies um, that had already been working in media and some were, you know, kind of roll-ups and some were, uh, you know, um, major players. Uh, we ended up getting acquired, as you may recall, by EW Scripps, uh, who later sold the business, which had been renamed Stitcher by that point, to SiriusXM, who owns it now. But um, one of the entities we met with uh, was um, a VC firm called Tornante. Um, and when I say a VC firm or a VC company, you know, basically it's uh, an investment company that, you know, invested in other companies. And what made this one interesting in part was uh, that it was owned by Michael Eisner. Uh, Michael Eisner, who had previously been the CEO of Disney from 1984 to 2005. So, yeah. So, we go to their conference room and there are two people who are going to be attending the meeting from their side and five or six of us, five people on the executive team of Midroll and uh, our banker. Uh, and so Michael's like lead guy for the company was there. And then Michael walks in and he's like, well, first things first, uh, you guys are gonna have to explain to me what a podcast is, <laughs> which was a good start. That was a while ago. So we're explaining to Michael how podcasting works and blah, blah, blah. And eventually Michael's like, well, let's go get, I can't remember if it was lunch or dinner. Uh, I think it was lunch because I have a recollection that we went back into the, the conference room afterwards for more meeting, but I could be wrong. But either way, it was, it was a lunch. I now I'm, I'm remembering in real time. So, but Michael's like, let's go to Spago. Uh, hopefully you know Spago. If you don't know Spago, it is a comically trendy uh, restaurant owned by Wolfgang Puck. And, uh, yeah, so going to uh, Spago was a, a very, I don't even know if you would say hipstery thing to do, but, you know, it was, a, it was a very Beverly Hills thing to do, let's say. So we're there at Spago, and uh, there are various famous people around um, eating at other tables. And at one point, Wolfgang Puck comes out from the kitchen to greet us and thank us for eating there, which was hilarious. I only later learned that... Um, Eisner had put a bunch of Wolfgang Puck restaurants in Disney-owned properties, and that had done really well for Wolfgang. Uh, but so, of course, Wolfgang loves Eisner. Great. So we're finishing the meal, uh, and we're at a, a circular table, and I happen to have the seat right next to Michael. And uh, at some point, Michael signals to our waiter 
that he would like the check. And the waiter says, actually, sir, Wolfgang has taken care of the check. And okay, what a nice gesture. I immediately go into, you know, I'm immediately, I'm me, right? So uh, I'm sitting next to Eisner at this circular table. Uh, He asks for the check. Waiter says, uh, Wolfgang already took care of the check. Um, and so I turned to Eisner and as the words start to leave my mouth, I'm like, nope, don't do this. This is not the necessary time for a hilarious Lex joke. But I go, well, Michael, it appears to me you still owe us a lunch. And, you know, as I'm halfway through the sentence, I can no longer abandon it. Like I'm just, I'm committed. I am pod committed to this sentence. It's going to happen. And I said, well, you still owe us a lunch. And luckily he laughed heartily. He clapped my shoulder even. He he thought it was a good joke, which by the way, it was. Anyway, then the fun part was like their offer was significantly less than um, the offer we went with. And they said, hey, um, we're going to give you your, you know, a pretty low offer. It was about 33% of uh, what we ended up selling for. And he's like, uh, listen, we'll be your your safe school. If nobody else buys, you can come to us and we'll give you, you know, this you know, much smaller amount. And then my first step will be to fire all of you. You're great, but you're the most expensive things of the company. Uh, we did not end up doing that deal with Eisner for obvious reasons. And, uh, but it was a fun lunch. It was a good meal. And uh, Wolfgang was nice. And uh, Eisner was a character. I wouldn't expect anything less, but he was truly a character. Leading the meeting with, I don't know what a podcast is, was funny. Um, but boy, there was Disney stuff everywhere. I thought maybe he would have been upset with Disney since they had at some point ousted him. Um, but no, he was still very much in love with Disney and there was Disney stuff everywhere. So yeah, that's my uh, story about Michael Eisner, which I don't think I've ever told on this podcast if the transcripts are to be believed. Lex. Lex.